everybody. Welcome to episode 207 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by one of Australia's brightest new stars, Rita Stone. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by one of Australia's brightest new stars, Rita Stone. So how are you doing today, Rita? I'm pretty good. Thank you. How are you? I am fantastic to be chatting with you today. I'm actually really honored to be your first interview ever, you you said? (laughs) Yeah, correct. Amazing. Well, firstly, Australia, you know, is kind of very close to being out of lockdown, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we're at 70% vaccinated at the moment. So some parts are out, but where I live, we're still just that little bit restricted. Okay. Fair. You know, this last year in the world has been like absolutely crazy. So how do you think you've managed to maybe stay positive or sane throughout this last year of lockdown in Australia? I think I'm naturally a pretty motivated person and that has like helped me have kind of like a routine. So I haven't like I felt like I've stayed normal throughout it all almost like I still work out, do everything that I normally do, go to bed at like a normal time. That's kind of kept me positive and just knowing that it it will eventually end so it's not like forever I know that I'll get out of this and I guess just having my motivation and just being positive there at all has kind of kept me sane Australia definitely too I've like felt so bad that they kept extending the lockdown and extending it in certain parts of it especially because I know it it, people like Shazza McKenzie has been yearning to get out of it do you feel that same way yeah definitely like when it first went into lockdown this time it was just two weeks I was like Mm -hmm. cool I get a break from work I get a holiday whatever rest from everything and then it just never ended from there (laughs) yeah no but you're you're very close very close to getting there and coming out of lockdown in the near future what are some of your personal or professional goals you'd like to accomplish um I feel as if like lockdown has like deprived me from experiencing anything Mm. so I guess just getting out there and doing anything like personally like I'm at uni at the moment and just being able to have workplace experience or anything like that, that would be lovely. I feel like all I've done my whole uni degree is just online virtual studying, which yeah. hasn't felt the same at all. And then just professionally, again, just being on shows and just traveling to places would be nice. <laughs> now, how soon before like this pandemic or lockdown did you make your pro wrestling debut? I'm just trying to get a clearer picture. So I was meant to debut March 2020. Oh and my then God. that same week we went into lockdown yeah. and so then I couldn't have the show obviously so then we were in lockdown until I think it was June and then we went back to training mm-hmm. and then I just got back into it trained everything and then our first show back wasn't until February 2021 yeah. and that's when I had my debut 
Yeah. And then a couple months later, it's like, yeah, we're getting back to lockdown. again. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then we were back into lockdown in June. So I got onto a few shows, which was exciting. But I'm happy, though, because I feel like I got that extra year of training. I'm mm-hmm. definitely am so different to what I would have been if I had debuted in March. Like I got that whole extra year of experience. I got even like a rest. I just felt like mm-hmm. it was good to even have that year. I'm happy that it happened, really. Now, how different when you say that you feel like you'd be different if it didn't happen? What do you mean by that? I just think, I don't know, the rest, like the break. When I came back from that break, I just was different. I can't explain Mm -hmm. it. Like before, I just was kind of a bit more like timid, maybe. Like I was kind of a bit scared of everything. And then I just came back feeling more confident. I don't know why. I just kind of came out of my shell for some reason. And I just, I kind of got the hang of it a bit more, maybe. I don't know. Just having that break refreshed me. I think I just needed it. Yeah, practice makes perfect. And with that extra time, you obviously got to get more reps in and stuff like that and be more comfortable with the ring. And at least now, like, you have some experience. So now even coming back, I guess, for a second time or a third time, whatever you want to say, like you'll be better than ever. Cause you got now even more time under your belt. Maybe yeah. again, I don't know yeah. the actual restrictions and stuff, but yeah, exactly. But you know, we're talking about everything pro wrestling because that's how I discovered you. That is why we're here today. How and when did you actually become introduced or first memories of pro wrestling? I think I was seven. So like 2008, and um, my dad had bought the new PlayStation 3 and it came with like a few games. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, I think it was. And that was like my favorite video game to play. And I played that all the time. And then I, my mom came in one time and said, like, ask me what I'm playing. And I explained it. And then she told me, you do realize, like, this is something you can watch on TV. And like, it's on weekly mm-hmm. and I remember I was so excited I couldn't believe it. I was like what do you mean I thought it was just a game that you play she's like no way you can like well like it's on I think it was Wednesdays then for Australia she's like it's on every Wednesday morning yeah. um we'll watch it this week and I remember counting down I couldn't wait to watch it <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I just never really stopped I think around that time it was like Randy on vs Triple H I think it was that that was kind of like yeah. the big storyline at the moment yeah <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's my earliest memory. I'd say like that really got me into it. My mom used to watch it as well when she was a teenager. Like that was kind of cool and what everyone did back then. And mm-hmm. then she just, once, once you finished high school, it kind of stopped. So mom liked it too. So it was kind of a thing that we did together as well. Now, before you even like formal, formal, formally uh, watched pro wrestling on TV, did you have any go-to wrestlers that you would um, act as in the video games that you would always pick? Oh, I know that I, for some reason I always um, used to pick CM Punk to win oh, okay. the Rumbles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, he was like, I think I won as him once and then I just kept picking him <laughs> and yeah. thinking that he was my lucky person to win. I remember like Ashley was on it. Yeah. Oh, I, I used her. to always pick her. Yeah. I used to mm. always pick her too. Um I think is it was her name Candace or something? I was like a Candace one. Candace Michelle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I used to always pick her too. I always went to the girls, obviously, because I just thought that was awesome <laughs> that I could mm-hmm. wrestle as girls. But, uh, yeah, I think they were my main ones I used to for some reason pick. <laughs> 
Now, once you actually officially started watching wrestling, did you have any certain favorites or influences who you were really drawn to? Jeff Hardy was my favorite. Uh, I'm so glad you say that. Go on. <laughs> I thought he was so cool. And like, I love the kind of stuff he does as well. Um, I remember when he left WWE, I was like so upset. <laughs> and I wrote like this song about how like, I'm going to miss him and, I like I was like, oh please come back! Like it was just mm-hmm. like this big letter of a song, me begging him to come back, and I just yeah, I just thought he was so cool and everything that he does. I just loved his style and yeah. Now Jeff's last match in that loser leaves town match, ironically against yeah. CM Punk, was actually the first match that I remember seeing in pro wrestling. Oh really? And like <laughs> even so, even so, like that was my first time seeing the guy, and I was really emotional. I'm like everybody yeah. seems to love this guy. He was like super cool, and then I'm like, why are you leaving? And like I didn't understand. <laughs> you know, I was like 11 years old. I didn't understand. Yeah. But like yeah. he just has that draw, and like you're not the first person I've like talked to in saying this. I'm like I totally get it because like he's literally a charismatic enigma like iconic yeah but yeah i was it, so upset so was i and like <laughs> i just found pro wrestling but you, then you know that he popped up in uh tna about like yeah. five months later i'm like oh hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah good times so. though it, it's crazy though i feel like jeff hardy is one of those like timeless figures like because so many people adore him and it's crazy that he's like stood the testament of time from the 90s to the 2000s to the 2010s and now coming going into the 2020s it's crazy that yeah, he's still definitely. here and still has like the same draw factor yeah exactly. i'm surprised he hasn't like broken himself like he's still going pretty good <laughs> especially you know considering like all the high flying and daredevil e stuff yeah. he does it's crazy that he is to the test of time <laughs> yeah but who knows now we mentioned earlier obviously you have gotten back to training and all of that so can you tell me more about your training journey at the house of free fighting in newcastle if i'm correct yeah so I started in February 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, my head trainers are Adam Hoffman, Jack J. Bonza, Carter Deems, and Charlie Evans. And Oh, what a I, great group of people. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I have, like, such a good, like, they're all so different, and they all have different experiences, different background. They wrestle all differently. And I think I'm very lucky to have them as my head coaches. Like, I have definitely learned some something different from them all and I feel like I've taken a bit of them into what I do now I like definitely take on so much advice from them and just I I can I know there's things I do that they do and like that they've taught me and Mm -hmm. they're just yeah they're very good coaches I'm very lucky but yeah I started there in February 2019 because I finished school in 2018 and I just was interested and and Newcastle is an hour from me so I knew that that was something close and I was like well I'll travel and do it. And yeah, I just learned the basics, like the rolls, bumping, suplexes, all that kind of stuff. And then after three months or so, they introduced me into the ring. And then I learned running spots, running the ropes, all that kind of stuff. And then that happened until COVID. (laughs) Until, yeah. Now you mentioned somebody, Charlie Evans, who actually just yeah. made her return to the United States here, yes. which is crazy <laughs> because I didn't even know you could do that right now with the restrictions. <laughs> but like, what Sneaky. does that like give you hope at all to like, obviously you want to make your name on the Australian scene first, but what are your thoughts on Charlie returning to the U.S.? 
I think that's awesome. I'm so happy for her and very jealous. Like I wish you could take me. I remember <laughs> yeah. when when I saw her, I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I was like, take me with you. I remember I messaged her and I said, what the hell? And she said that she'll see me again soon. She said she's not going to be gone. She said she'll see me. So I'm, but I'm so happy for her. It does give me like in passion. Like mm-hmm. I'm so ex- excited. Like I'd love like, cause I'm just being stuck this whole time in yeah. New South Wales. <laughs> I'd love to even just like wrestle in Melbourne or something. Like it's awesome. I just, yeah, I'd love to just, get that experience of being somewhere else, I guess. So yes, it is. It does give me hope. Hopefully because like the Australian girls, like a lot of them would come over for shimmer or like beyond. And in a lot of those shows and those shows are yeah. returning, like shimmers returning. So I think Charlie was actually announced for it. If I'm not mistaken, I think I did say that too. Yeah. yeah. It, it gives me hope too, because we want the Australian girls back here in the U S like it's been yeah. a, it's literally been since 2019. So it's been a long time, <laughs> but yeah. 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 Now, talking about your training, though, was there a certain ring move or sequence that you found maybe particularly difficult to grasp at first when you first learned it during training? I wasn't very good at chain wrestling. (laughs) I used to get pretty confused and, like, frustrated. I just couldn't, like, I'm I'm pretty good at it now. I've kind of picked up on it. But at first, it just didn't feel very natural Mm -hmm. to me. And I used to just get confused with how to do it all but it just kind of it's now become like in my brain that it just you know exactly what to do you just don't even think about doing it anymore but when I had to think about it I used to really struggle with it Mm. um I guess that would be the main thing and then once I was in the ring like the 450 and stuff because now I do the 450 splash and that was really difficult mentally to get my head around doing so I that because I could do it, but it was just mentally scary um, a little bit. So getting my head around that and getting comfortable doing that, I guess that was something that I was scared of in the ring. Was it like a fear of heights? Because I only asked this because I've spoken to multiple wrestlers who like do moonsaults and stuff, but it was they were apprehensive because of that height factor from the top rope. No, I'm not scared of heights. Okay. It was just more, I was scared of like, for some reason I have this, thing where I think I'm gonna like hurt my neck or something like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna flip and then Mm -hmm. not flip fully and just land on my neck and everyone used to say to me that's like not possible you're not gonna land on your neck if anything you're gonna like land on your butt or something but (laughs) for some reason I just was like if I don't flip all the way I'm gonna land on my neck I don't know but that was my fear just my head well yeah well with anything in wrestling you're putting yourself at risk like every single time you step foot into the ring so like I can understand that yeah, of course. Definitely. Now, if you could form any stable or trio or, or I guess tag team with three other professional wrestlers today from anywhere around the world, who would you choose and why? I'd want like something pretty like badass and no one would mess with. Like I'd want <laughs> something probably Charlie Evans, I reckon. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Oh, you guys would be badass bitches. <laughs> oh my god. I reckon that'd be pretty mean. <laughs> yeah, like heart literally hardcore. Like <laughs> deathmatch. Like they're so familiar with that. You got a good yeah. team assembled there. I don't think anybody could stop you. Exactly. That's something. Yeah, I'd like that. Oh, okay. Now, do you have a particular name in mind? Oh. 
no okay fair <laughs> uh no i'm not very I'm not very creative i couldn't think of something that'd be someone else's job i don't know <laughs> fair enough Fair enough. You got three other minds on the team. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, talking about like ring gear, because that's obviously a huge presentation for your entrance and your in-ring performances. Do you have any particular stories or inspirations behind your current ring gear or maybe future ring gear? Um. Well, my best friend's grandma, she made my ring gear because she's like used to make dance costumes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just showed her photos of things that I liked and I was thinking of. And she just kind of made it come to life. I had like Hoff um, was giving me ideas of what, how he thinks I, I sh- my ring gear should look like. And he was sending me photos of, it was just like black leather and like vests and all this kind of stuff. And I just kind of used all those photos and told her what I was thinking and I went and bought all the materials and I said, this is what I want to use. Just mm-hmm. like measure me and do something with it. And then she just made it, made it come to life. It was like amazing. When I saw, I was a bit like, I'm not too sure if it's going to work out, look good. Am I going to look funny? And then I remember when I put it on, I was like, no, this is it. Like, I really love this. But I have given her new stuff that I want. I wanted to make me some shorts. Mm-hmm. I think that that would look really pretty cool. So, but because of COVID, I haven't seen her. So I bought the materials, but I've done nothing with it. So, yes, I, she's just my seamstress. <laughs> now, do you have a current color scheme in mind for new gear that you could share? Um, blue, because okay. I recently joined the Blue Nation with Adam Hoffman. So it's going to be blue. Love that. <laughs> blue and black. I still love black. So yeah, oh, of black. course. Black looks good on everybody. So, like, yeah. I don't, and plus, I feel like black just makes you look more badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. I can get down with that. I get you. I get you. <laughs> now, who do you think has the best ring gear game or aesthetic in pro wrestling today? I think, like, obviously, Kingsley. Like, oh, <laughs> I love her. I was just speaking yeah, with her yesterday. Yeah. She's amazing. Like, I just, her, and like, her, like, Charlie Evans as well. Like, she mm-hmm. gets her ring gear sick all the time. I think they both, yeah, I'd say them. Kingsley designs other people's gear too, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Obviously, including her own, but like other people's as well, which I think is so cool. Yeah, she's very talented. For sure. Oh, maybe you got to cock something up with her sometime. <laughs> yeah. Like- in the future obviously when pro wrestling is actually officially back yeah but yeah i digress now if you could have any celebrity be your manager or valet for a night who do you envision and why i have to think i don't really know i'm not much of a celebrity follow celebrity person but like who's someone like or public figure or maybe a fellow pro wrestler then i like um He's a singer. He's called Baby No Money. And I think he's like really quirky and weird. Mm-hmm. And he's someone like I follow on Instagram. And I just think like he's like quirky enough to be in the wrestling world. You know how like you got to be a little bit quirky to be in the yeah. wrestling world. I think he'd be like quirky and funny and like, yeah, I, th- I reckon he'd be really cool. We I see think. we see music and pro wrestling crossovers all the time. Like, yeah, literally all the time. So I, that would be cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's his name again? Baby No Money, he's called. Baby No Money. Yeah. Got it. I like that. That's a cool name. Yeah, it's like spelt like B-B-N-O dollar sign. Oh, my God. <laughs> he that's... just released yeah. <laughs> He just released a new album as well. Like last Ooh. week, we were listening to it. <laughs> now, okay, 
since we're on the music train then like what is your general music taste like oh um what do i say i don't know i like like r&b mm-hmm. i'm kind of an r&b kind of girl like or like the weekend that kind of stuff as well but mainly just like r&b from like the 2000s that's like kind of my go-to when i'm working out or anything 2000s is great music yeah <laughs> highly agree highly agree and yeah and like early 2010s, like that's my era yeah. too. Good times. <laughs> now talking about like in a fantasy situation, if you could have any match stipulation, is there any match stipulation that you'd like to tackle that you have not yet? Um, I'd like to do like a cage match. I reckon that will be pretty fun. And I could like jump off it and someone could catch me. <laughs> that's probably like one of the ones that I'd want to do, I'd say. Those are tough. Again, I think you could also get away with having that team with you that you mentioned earlier. (laughs) I think they're no stranger to cage matches or like high intensity situations. So that could work (laughs) too. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Now talking about some Australian talent, you mentioned Kingsley and Charlie Evans, of course, already. But who are some other Australian talent that you have your eyes on squaring off of someday once you return to the ring? Oh, I would love just to go to Melbourne or Perth and just mm-hmm. wrestle there. So people there like Edith Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. Yeah. Uh, Delta, she's actually from Adelaide, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. she's. I've seen her. She's pretty cool. And I think that like she's bigger and I'm like really she's small. Jacked. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then there's me who's tiny. So I think that would like work really, really cool. Um, i trying to think. Like Royce Chambers from Melbourne, mm-hmm. I wanted to wrestle like him because I like his like flippy style, and I think he would really like help me with my kind of stuff too. I guess that would be like my top three. Okay, interesting. So obviously, somebody's got to book you to travel around though first, of course. <laughs> I know. I just want to <laughs> experience things. You know, I just feel trapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me out. Let me go. Yeah. Let me, yeah. I honestly can't even imagine. So like at least where I'm from, like in New York, like our restrictions for traveling have been open for like months now. So I yeah. honestly can't even like wrap around my head around like the, the Australian feeling about still being trapped and trapped. Yeah. Like after they give you some hope, then they're like, no, we're actually going to go into a full <laughs> lockdown again. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough, I guess. Got to keep us safe or whatever. But- yeah. Still need to, I just, yeah, want to, because it's been like two years or whatever with this whole COVID thing. And like yeah. I finished school in 2018. So I just feel like I finished school. I want to go and experience life. Oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> just Yeah, I feel like I graduated college in 2019. So literally like the year before COVID started. And I feel like I got so lucky because like <laughs> online schooling, just from what I've seen of my friends, like it works for some majors. It depends on your major or I don't know yeah. if they, they call it majors where in uni in Australia, yeah, I know but like you your, your yeah. program, certain ones, I feel like it just does not work where like some professions are like have to be hands on. So I can't even imagine yeah. going full online. It's hard. Like, yeah, my uni degree, I've, it's my second year and it's been online literally the whole time. Because when I started, it was like the first four weeks I was on campus. Yeah. And then from then on, it was online. Like I've never done an exam at uni or anything. Like it's oh all been God. online. Like everyone keeps saying, how have you done two years of a uni degree and never done an exam at 
to uni. Like it's just all been online where all my notes are almost. So like I feel lucky, but I also feel like I haven't learned all the skills and hands-on things that I wish I could. And not not also and only and also like not getting that full uni experience. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, I miss that. I miss that so much. But um talking <laughs> about your stuff in the ring, can you kind of describe your in-ring persona? And maybe that's something you're still working on. As you said, you've been informally in the ring for a few months, like before they went into lockdown again. But can you describe your in-ring persona for those who may not be as familiar with your work? Um, I think just someone that wouldn't back down from anything. Uh, pretty tough and angry <laughs> doesn't really smile much and just yeah loves to like you know like yeah don't back down from anything I guess it's just the easiest way to describe it okay so you're you're a fierce uh badass in the ring yeah like real small and mighty now do you so I'm assuming then that your work so far has been heel work um kind of like okay when I first started like it was just kind of introducing me to everyone. Yeah. So I was just kind of thrown in with other new people. And then I joined a faction and they are like heels, but everyone cheers them. So it was kind of like an awkward, like we wear heels, but everyone cheers us. So it was like that. And then I turned on them and now I'm joining another team that is, Heel, that are heels but i haven't been able to be on a show with them yet is this the blue nations or is it kingsley's yeah. the nations okay got it got it blue nations yeah so kingsley's the red nation yeah and then i'm yeah now i've just joined the blue nation okay i just thinking about the possibilities because on the other <laughs> side you have like jessica and jack bonza yeah. and kingsley Ooh, that's yeah fun <laughs> And I uh, and then lockdown literally happened uh, <laughs> as, as, soon, as soon as it all got into motion. <laughs> I know Kingsley had like just taken over the reins and they became yep. the bad bitch nations. So they didn't yep. really get to have a proper, I think, feud with the blue nations. But then it needs to happen once they return. It is like a bit awkward as well with lockdown <laughs> because like you have all this stuff building up yeah. and then it happens and then you just completely forget what happens mm-hmm. and it just throws everything like, oh, just. It is, yeah. It just ruins everything. Yeah, it stops the momentum. Yeah, definitely. But hopefully somehow you get you guys can come together and make it make sense when it <laughs> formally returns. So yeah. Who knows? But I, I definitely was... That was a great food feud that was building up because, like, the Red Nations has new leadership and then the Blue Nations has been constant for a bit. And so I think that was something that a lot of people were looking forward to, including myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stupid life sometimes. (laughs) But yeah. Now, lastly, Rita, we are all about hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gal. So who are some female inspirations in your personal or professional life? I think personal, obviously, like my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm surrounded by like quite a lot of like strong women I guess like I have like my two best friends and they're both wonderful and very strong women and then I have my sister um and then professionally I guess oh it's hard like Charlie Evans I guess I would say she really has helped me through a lot as well and just has always been there for me and yeah I'd say her she's great 
I haven't yeah. had the pleasure of meeting her yet, but I've only heard good things. And plus her <laughs> ring work speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, before I let you go, Rita, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? So I'm on Twitter and Instagram and it's just Rita Stone Pro. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rita. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.